Hey, anyone take their medicine? Yup. Again, still living that mostly no pill life, so yes. Oh yeah, you're a fucking android yeah. now. I forgot you're a cyborg. <laughs> are we gonna Fuck have off. this? Are we gonna have this exchange like every month? <laughs> like, yeah, because I never think about it. <laughs> I mean, because we don't think about you, Jules. That's I mean, not that's true. Fair. We just—that's not true. I think about you a lot. <laughs> I was talking to somebody else about you today. Wait, what? Okay, hold on, hold on. Anyway. No, wait. Yeah, no, We're no talking worries. about this later. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Sure we are. <laughs> um, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Transmission Radio, an anecdotal advice podcast hosted by me, Molly, and Jules. Jules, oh. say something. I what? Why Why did... I, wait, why do I have to say something? <laughs> like, you introduced Ashley as well. I was introducing you! <laughs> and then, yeah, I was gonna let you say something. I was gonna say, oh, and then we also have Ashley. I'm the person who spoke first. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is going great so far. <laughs> really Fuck. good episode. <laughs> this is the problem when the uh, only hey, structured part doing? of this How show is just the fucking intro and the questions, and that's it. Yeah, but the intro isn't even structured. That's the thing. We've never come up with a structure. Well, well yeah, the one structure the intro is a single yeah, line. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's not really a structure, though. Um, I don't think that counts. I mean, like, it's a brick. Like, a yeah, brick no, like can, a, a structure a just can't be like a twig. Got to build around that. that. A twig's just a really tiny dam. Just a really small dim. Okay, anyway, uh, I'm going to move on <laughs> past this point. Hey, Ashley, you been up to anything this month? It's been a bit since we recorded. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I've been up to kind of a lot. Uh, been playing a lot of video games. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. Uh, there's been some emotional moments that I don't think it'd be right for me to talk about here. Sure. Uh, at least mm-hmm. not at this point. Yeah. Uh, I did also go to a Haley Kiyoko concert, which was incredibly gay, so... Yeah, nice. Hell yes. You know... Wasn't that the concert where a lady threw her bra at Haley Kiyoko with both her number and Twitter yeah, handle on it? That was that's, the, a, like, that's a power play. That was the second song. That's like... <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> oh. Haley Kiyoko is powerful. That I, lesbian who threw her bra on stage is powerful. Yeah. <laughs> like it it was honestly very like nice to just be in a concert like right in a crowd of people like a thousand people are like every girl here is gay yeah there are Hell no yeah. straights here away with you hats <laughs> be gone uh i did although i did uh sit right behind or stand right behind in line, a, uh, pa- a a group a couple who were bringing their daughter there, which made me feel old. Oh, they were bringing Oops. the young oh. gay. <laughs> Listen, it's those are two folks. true allies. Okay. No, yeah, no, they they they, they seemed sad, very yeah. nice, but it was definitely like a like okay, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That bad. Sure. Ashley, I, I regularly work with two 17-year-olds at my workplace. I hate it. 
I've yeah, been, I've been seeing a lot of babies lately at my new job. Uh, which and like nobody, they are either twenty-year-old people or babies. That is like twenty-plus or less than a year old at my work. There is no T. I don't know what teens are anymore. It's pretty. I mean, nice. that's maybe for the best. Yeah, I mean, teen, no disrespect to actual teens, teens out there to listening this. to this. But man, y'all. Whew. <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh anyway, Ashley, go on. The concert was good. Yeah. Uh it was let me just say the lady the, the lesbian that did throw the the, the lady that threw the bra, incredibly powerful. Hey Kyoko, also incredibly powerful. Yeah, I mean yes. That's why you were all there. Yeah. You mm-hmm. were drawn to the gay energy. One begets the other, yeah. Uh, she did take <laughs> off her top and then play drums, which, you know, that's pretty Whoa, good. Oh, you didn't tell me that she played Whoa. drums. She did. They brought <laughs> on, like, a drum set and she fucking played it. What the fuck? I like that's the pun you locked onto, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's next level. Uh, I just like that oh, you she- shook a top off, uh-huh, and then played drums. Whoa, What? No, I heard that part. I've, she already told me about the part where she took off her okay. top. Because it's like the only thing okay, I could talk okay, about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the the the, uh, the her main drummer who she like did a drum duet with. Huh. Holy uh, shit. Was also very, very pretty and very butch. So you know that was great too. Nice, but you're having a good time there. Yeah, it's real real good time. Did you like literally suffer the vapors? A bit. A bit. <laughs> uh, also, really, there's just every type of gay girl you could want there. There's like, oh, there's, you know, like the like hardcore butch. There's the <laughs> soft butch. There's the you know, super fan. Like, like, just go down the list. The whole spectrum was in yes. play. God. Well, this is perfect for considering the day yeah, we're recording on. Yeah, I suppose so. Happy yes, yeah, no. <laughs> International, or no, Lesbian Visibility Day. That's it. It's probably international. And also Soft Prestel yeah, no, Day. So really, the trans yeah. lesbians were winning <laughs> Thank most. God. Representation not just for Ashley, but for me. I wish we had more Soft Prestels in Australia. It sounds like it's really fucked up that you don't. Yeah, like that's like, not okay. You can find places, but the fact that you have to go find yeah. places. Yeah, no, you just walk into any mall out here. You'll find a and soft they got Wetzel. No, the Antion sucks, though. <laughs> you gotta find the Wetzels. <laughs> yeah, Wetzels is better. I will but... die on this hill. <laughs> Listen, I will take an Antion if it's there. No, it's fucking. It doesn't even have any of the grease on it. Why would I want that? Why would I want clean food? A good, a good point. <laughs> anyway, Molly, what have you been doing? Um, I started a new job this month in the medical field, which is pretty cool. Um, no, I've it, that's mostly been it. Like starting the new job and learning all the systems and things like that has taken up a lot of my time. I've been playing a lot of Dot Hack again. That game's still good. Um. 
Is there anything else I'm forgetting, Ashley? You live with me. You would know. Um, you played a lot of Magic. <laughs> I did play a lot of Magic. That was fun. Uh, the new set's fun. I like it. And I don't think much else. I think that's pretty much like what I've been up to. Sad you as it is. Smoke some fools. I did smoke some fools. Yes, that is true. It was it was a little brutal. I regret none of it, but I feel a little, a little bit bad about some of it. Uh-huh. Uh, but not too. How bad. many children did you destroy this time? There were no children there. They they knew better. They've learned. I went to yeah. <laughs> I, I went to a store that is like right in the middle of the fucking gay area of the city. So like, there were I didn't see any kids there. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But there were definitely a lot of gay dudes I play against, which is pretty cool. Like, I'm into it. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess, like, I'm just assuming. But also, you know, seems like some gay dudes I mean, there. you are in that district. Yeah. I'm in the gay area I, of the city. I don't know many... I don't know many people, like, personally, who play Magic who aren't, like, het. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, a lot of hats out there. <laughs> a lot of shitty hat dudes in there. I can imagine so. Oh, no, without a doubt. But for me, it's always the thing I see from afar because I always go, oh, yeah, it's a nerd hobby. So, of course, all of us fucking trans and gender diverse queer people go yeah, to it. Yeah, of course. Be- also because we hate ourselves. It's a- right, right. It's it's like how there's a like feeling on Twitter that like wrestling is a very gay audience when... What the right, fuck? Yeah. Wrestling. Don't. Mm. I think that's the case with a lot of things, just because you know, you get used to this <laughs> this kind of audience. Like most of the Toku fans I interact with and I personally know are very queer, and then I look at the actual like main Tokusatsu audience and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyone ships AG and Ankh. Why? Why not? Fools. What the hell? I mean, that's just canon. Like, Yeah, they can't take it away listen, from you. they're fools for a reason. No, never can. Never will. Oh, boy. Uh, Jules, what you been up to? A lot. Okay, go <laughs> Actually, on. It's been, it's been a str- uh, mostly a little bit of stress regarding university, but that's been sorted, yeah. which is nice. So I'm glad that's mostly settled. Um, still got assignments. Uh, I go out on my first practical placement in june so it's coming up soon and i'm a little terrified no yeah. you're gonna do great um uh, we'll see yeah you're gonna uh, do great we'll see um i joined a volleyball club how that's been is pretty fun. volleyball <sighs> how is being a jock it's good <laughs> uh it's one of those things where i'm gonna say two things which sound super obvious and very silly of me to state, but A, volleyballs are really hard. Like, I knew this going into it, but good lord. Like, yeah. <laughs> receiving spikes and stuff is like, oh god, okay. Um, I've been a little worried I may have sprained my thumb uh, over the past week. I should be okay. It's fine. I'm not going to worry too much about it. The bruising's gone down. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> And then also, B, those nets are really tall. Like, yeah, really tall. <laughs> yeah, it, it's How one tall? of these because, well, okay, so regulation height 
for men's volleyball is eight feet. Uh, women, it's seven foot four. But since it's primarily a lot of guys at the club, and we're all fairly like around my height, which is five ten to six plus and above, the net's at about eight feet okay. tall. So it's like, oh, okay, all right. Because <laughs> you got to get that three foot vertical leap. Well, it's one of those things where I, I've i seen, like, a lot of volleyball matches that have been like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense that it's tall, but it doesn't seem that way because, A, I'm watching on a screen, and B, everyone else in that court is very tall, so... <laughs> right, you're not out there. Don't... Yeah, and then I walk up to, like, the actual net, and I'm like, oh, like, my, ch- like, the bottom of it is, like, basically at my chin when I'm standing up. <laughs> and then it's like I'm gonna jump over and spike, and we did we did like spiking drills and stuff, and I was like, oh god, oh. <laughs> save me! Oof, ah, oof, ah, ugh. my bones. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> god. Yeah, um, it's also the thing going in, being the person going in with. I've got all like the technical knowledge. I know the basics, and I'm physically fit. But then the actual technique, I'm like, oh, no. Oh. Don't know how to do it yeah. yet. No, I really don't. Listen, there's uh, a learning honestly, curve. You'll be okay. Oh, oh yeah. Honestly, the hardest part is serving because when you think about it, oh, I have to, like, hit this ball eight feet up in the air. Well, more like, I guess, because you're holding the ball out in front of you at, like, your shoulder height. So maybe around, like, four feet up in the air. And also nine meters across to get to the other side of the fucking net. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Simple. Do no problem. Sleep. Don't know what your issue is. <laughs> we did serving <laughs> drills and I, I got to, I like walked to the end of the court, turned around and went, fuck. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that's led to me buying an actual volleyball to practice with at home. Yeah. You said you were having fun with that before the show. Yeah. It's just something I do around my room. I'm gonna, like, find a brick wall nearby in the neighborhood just to, like, hit this thing against. Practice sure. some passes, some receives. Uh, other than that, uh, what else? Oh, I also went to that Health Indifference conference I mentioned, uh, last recording. Yeah, how was it? Really fun. Uh, very tiring, because I... Did a lot of <laughs> Twitter coverage for it of every single panel I went to. You did. But yeah, uh, really interesting, lots of fun. Uh, similar to what Ashley said, really nice just being around a bunch of queer and trans and non-binary and other gender-diverse folks. Like, this this felt good. Yeah, no, it's super cool to be out there getting that community feel. Yeah. Which, funnily enough, leads into, like, the actual topic of the episode, I guess. Bam! See, I segued us. (laughs) Nailed it. You could have been cool about it, Julie. You didn't have to bring it up. No. I refuse to be cool about anything. Speaking of refusing to be cool about anything, communities. (laughs) God... (laughs) Uh, yeah, we were gonna, we're gonna talk a bit about communities and existing in them and joining them and being in them this episode. Just, you know, in general. Um, who wants to go first, Julia? <laughs> uh, wh- wait, what? 
I okay, all right. It's your topic. I mean, Julie? I was. I think I've suggested almost every topic at this point. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking I've about. I've definitely recommended one or two. Uh huh. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. I don't know. I was mostly thinking about this because of the actual conference itself, and yeah, it was just nice. And I think that's something. It's hard to like define and grasp onto, and also actually locate like that sense of belonging. Of oh, I'm in a safe like safe space where no one's gonna call me out for the crap I'm normally called out for in day to day life. Like, it was nice being in right. in an area where, oh, no one is going to misgender me and be an asshole about it. Like, just right. having and that like, guarantee. If it happens, then it's probably accidental. Yeah, like, I saw that a couple times, uh, and then there were quick corrections. The nice thing was that all of the lanyards for people... Uh, both volunteers like myself and also uh, delegates and other staff members, they all had your uh, chosen pronouns on them. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, like, w- I was thought, why don't more spaces do that? You could sell, you could sell yeah, pins, so smart. though. Uh, yeah. You could do that instead of just having it be a free thing that's just, you know... A cool little identifier that makes it easy so people aren't assholes, but... No, why would you do that instead of profiting off of it? That doesn't make any sense. If you can't profit off the queers, then what use are they? (laughs) I'm sorry, this is a doubt I have, I guess. (laughs) We're getting getting dangerously (laughs) close to some real shit here. (laughs) Took Took a nice moment and just shoved it just neck deep yeah, into the darkness. Yeah, sorry about that one. <laughs> Listen, we all, we've all got some bitterness. Um, yeah, that was nice. Uh, same thing as well goes for like the volleyball clubs and such because it's primarily a lot of uh, like queer dudes there because it originally started as a uh, volleyball club that was safe for gay dudes. I I thought but, for a second you were gonna say it originally started as a fan club for that anime. <laughs> I mean, listen, if it had, <laughs> hell yes. Also, the anime has a name, and its name is Haikyuu. Thank you very much, Thank you. Ashley Ugh. Lee Minor. <laughs> no, Haikyuu. <laughs> okay, alright. Okay. Alright, alright. Bad joke. <laughs> oh no, I liked it. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, um... Yeah, no, that, uh, that club's really cool, and it's nice that they just have on the website right out there like, hey, we're accepting of everyone, whether you're, you know, lesbian, bi, uh, we've got plenty of transgender members, and yeah, it was just nice as well, like, going there, and I was, the, like, one of two women there. No one made any fuss whatsoever. No, like, everyone's super nice, everyone's super encouraging, and... That's a nice feeling, especially for a trans person who's, like, I was gonna say this, athletic gear is, like, not very good at hiding, like, a lot of your body. Yeah. And I think, you know, for any any trans person, like, that's just one of those things where that's a lot of 
like self-consciousness i've gotten over most of it because you know i exercise regularly i don't care but it was just nice again like being in a spot where i knew none of the dudes were going to be shitheads about it yeah compared to me just going on my regular jogging yeah but then compared to that me just going on my regular jogging route and being hit on by dudes outside pubs and stuff Uh, yeah that's yeah I've made, I've Side note, made I always feel myself. super weird about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a whole thing, I isn't th- it? Yeah, I think we talked about it, but it's like, ooh, I'm passing, but then also, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened to me a lot more recently at work, just because it... Like, that's the thing. I, here's, here, here's some things. I will mention at work, like, oh, you know, I kind of get sick of it when men are super patronizing me at work, or will do things like when I'm helping a customer out on the shop floor, and then the dude will just, like, say, oh, thanks, darling, and then put his hand on my shoulder or arm or back. Mm. And I'm like, do not touch Ugh. me. And then I mention that to, like, a lot of my other coworkers. I'm like, I mean, you know, that sucks, but it's like, oh, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, one of, I-, I made a tweet a long time ago, and I still think it is pertinent, especially now at my current job. Is I know what I'm passing because dudes come up to tell me about the T-shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah. True though. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's an Undertale shirt. Do you know about Undertale? Oh no. Oh no. I'm sorry, Sans. Who? Who are we Sans without? Who? Uh, a dude wants to like. Oh yeah, it's like a SNES game. Like. <laughs> Nah. I mean, it, it it kind of looks like one, I guess. But you're doing a bad job, buddy. <laughs> God. Ugh. Men are bad. Yeah, uh, hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was having another chat with a coworker and. Again, difference of community. He is a fairly, like, straight guy, uh, from everything I can tell. Mostly because he expresses discomfort at him being like, oh, you know, a lot of guys get flirty with me. I'm like, well, how do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, they just talk to me a lot. Like, is that? Uh, oh. What? I'm like, I'm like, well, okay, we're, we are in custom service. It's like, and I mentioned the stuff I get. He's like, well, they never say stuff like that. I'm like, okay. I mean, I've literally had a older dude in his 40s tell me that I have the sexiest voice he's ever heard while I was ringing up his products, so... Wow! Uh, yeah, he just said that. Has like, anybody... He tried... Julie, I'm gonna present you your uh-huh. worst nightmare now. Okay. Uh, has anybody... Has anybody ever come in and bought chocolates and said, oh, by the way, these are for you? Now I'm terrified of that ever happening. Thanks, Molly. That's... <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my god. Oh no. No. <laughs> so I'm so, so I'm it hasn't happened now... yet. <laughs> no, I'm also now stunned. That has never happened from as far as I know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I god. can't wait for it now. Oh. It's going to happen. Uh, putting it on a timer uh, back to the, uh, 
back to the nice thing about communities. Back to the nice thing about communities. Oh. <laughs> uh, also say the uh-huh. cool thing about the volleyball club, which I liked, was it's nice just seeing a bunch of queer Asian people in one spot, because that was definitely the case there. And even at the health conference, you didn't see much of that. You didn't, like, there were definitely uh, a lot of delegates who were, you know, Asian of from all around, South Asian, East Asian, Southeast Asian, as well as uh, a lot of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander delegates, but nowhere near the amount as, you know, the white folks. Right. Which gets a little stifling sometimes, and it's kind of hard finding a good accepting group of, uh, like, community of Asian people who are cool with queer and trans people in general, and not in a, like, there are plenty of groups I've been to that they won't bring it up, but then there'll be the kind of assholes who make triggered jokes, or who kind of make jokes about dudes in drag, and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I'm out of here. Like, okay, right, you don't welcome me here, got it. And it's like, they're not, you know, they're not actively bigoted, but it's just, they just really lean into a lot of terrible perspectives about things. Yeah. Because that's the way they've been conditioned. So yeah, it's it's been nice, like, slowly finding pockets of community, and yeah, I'm hopefully gonna find more, because that's the aim. Yeah, I hope so. It's been, um, actually super nice. So, recently, my car broke down, and it's not working. Uh, still, it's been a, God, probably a month and a half now, almost two months. Um, and that's kind of fine. Like I have a bus pass now and it is from work. So I have like cool benefits and all that. But, um, like I've been seeing so many more like queer gender diverse people out there in the world now that I'm like not driving my own car and instead taking public transportation, uh, which is super cool because it's like, you know, going home and you look around on the bus like, oh, there's people who are like me here. That's nice. Like, I don't feel super awkward now or as awkward. It's just right. It's super nice seeing that. It's good, like, not feeling like you're sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's like I am not the only person like this on here. It's probably fine. And also, right. I'm like, again, in that super privileged position where I moved into a city that is known for being like, super LGBT-friendly and or populated by a lot of LGBT people, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and I get to take advantage of that by not having to worry as much as other people. Um, and, you know, like I said, I went to the gay part of the city. I don't know how many cities have a gay part of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, Seattle yeah. has a very specific gay part of the city. Uh, right. Where, you know, I can go and do stuff and meet people and have fun like that magic thing um i will go to basically any uh shop as long as it's kind of like okay but uh the fact that there is one there is super nice because listen when i was in california uh i didn't get to go to like berkeley or san francisco to play magic because that's fucking expensive so you make do with your local shop and the local shop ain't nearly as friendly (laughs) No. Like, it's, you know. Yeah. Nerds are nerds all around, believe it or not. (laughs) So even when, 
like even so the weird thing about playing magic recently is there's been a lot of weird stuff in the magic community at large that I don't often interact with but am aware of because like there are women cosplayers who are being shamed out of the community or being harassed by a bunch of trolls or stuff like that online so they don't go to events or anything anymore like there was one who like their most high profile cosplayer stopped doing it because she was getting so much harassment and like Ooh. that's not okay like i was not a big fan of hers just because of some other things she had done but that doesn't mean that it's cool so it's really yeah. frustrating to deal with stuff like that and know that there is a heavy alt-right population who is into the game and even though wizards is trying to you know make a push for inclusivity like they have been making a push for more like people of color on the art of sets or um like for example in the new set there's like a canon legendary creature who is a non-binary elf which is super cool but at the same yeah. time they're not taking care of like the actual community problems and so they're like oh we hear you we put these things in the cards and then it's like okay but could you help us out though because <laughs> like we're getting smothered out of the community in general and we can't play the game and feel safe at the same time it's kind of a problem uh, a big example of that is how they do not moderate their Twitch streams well, uh, which is mm. a fucking problem because, well, first of all, <laughs> you know, Twitch. Uh, yep. And I listen, my personal uh, agreement is never open the Twitch chat because it's never been worthwhile once in its life. But the second yep. a woman is on screen or God forbid a trans woman, it, there is no point in having it open because it's going to be just nonstop slurs <laughs> and abuse the entire time. No matter how many people bring it up, it's still a big issue with their high-profile events, and it sucks. And when people always say, like, oh, don't look at the comments, or, like, you know, don't look at the replies, or don't... it That always... I, I never really, like, buy that. And, like, I know that you don't mean this buy it, but it... It definitely seems like, oh, just give up on this part. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, I'm not saying that it doesn't need to change. I'm saying that I do not have the power to impact that change more than anything else. Yes. Uh, and interact with it in a meaningful way. So it's just not worth my time, basically. Um, also, there are a lot it's of not your responsibility to read slurs and abuse. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, like, uh, I yeah, just know actually. that many, like, trans women speaker like you know tr like twitch streamers and all of that uh who have to deal with that because that is part of their job yes yeah and that sucks mm -hmm. like there's just there's yep. no doubt about that um yeah so magic is cool uh until you start thinking about the game at large and then it's way less cool <laughs> um for the most part it's actually usually okay uh, you don't have to worry about too much there, and if you find a nice place to play, then it's probably just a nice place to play. But I hesitate when going to large events or things like that where there's going to be a lot of people I don't know, because you don't know what you're going to get. And by default, I do not trust nerd communities in general, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part... Like, I still enjoy the hobby. Like, I'm going to start playing again more actively because I haven't in a long time. 
since I moved here, basically, it's been almost two years since I've really been like actively playing Magic, and I miss it. I like playing Magic a lot, but it just the hassle of trying to find somewhere to play in a reasonable distance with a reasonable player base is a real big time sink. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, kind of want to also maybe look into playing tennis or something. I don't know. That's just a thought Ooh. I've always had that I want to do. We'll see. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about it more you since you've been doing the volleyball skirts? shit. <laughs> no, I just love tennis skirts. I mean, yeah, fair enough. All right, well, Ashley, you've got to get into a sport now. They're just really pretty. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't... I don't know. You guys also describe me as a jock, which is kind of weird, but also probably fair. You're a jock more in, like, personality. Yeah. I mean, listen, I would have been a jock had my body not done the things it has done over the last 15 (laughs) years or so. (laughs) There is a universe in which I'm still playing, like, baseball and football. God, that's a, that's so wild to imagine, actually. Yeah, I, I did those, like, regularly when I was younger. I could definitely imagine Molly just fucking bowling fools over. <laughs> oh, also bowling. Yeah, also that. Bowling's good. Bowling's great. Bowling's, yeah, bowling is great. Uh, anyway, Ashley, you get to talk now. Oh, hey, it's me now. <laughs> After I talked for like 15 minutes about the Magic the Gathering community. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh... Community's been really important for me. Um, I mean, you know, the fourth season on wasn't great, but... Did you... Re- uh... We got that out before the show. Why would you bring it back? I... <laughs> Listen... I was weak. <laughs> I saw it. I, I knew it was there and I took it. Okay. But after you already had it. Yeah. But you had it. Like. I didn't though. You guys did. Ah. Uh, okay. But that honestly, community has been actually super important for me because I don't think I would be. I, well, one, I would definitely not be in my literal location right now without community. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, that is what led me to knowing Molly and starting this whole podcast thing, podcasting thing, and led me to Seattle, which it, it's all great. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to think of where we came from, and we won't get into the details on that because yeah. it's still like kind of an active thing, and we don't need people who don't know in there randomly, but it's weird that we came from that. Yeah. Like, a weird internet forum. Weird is the wrong word, but popular, I guess, is a word for it. It's popular, uh, but... Yeah, it's... Mm. Anyway, it, yeah, I, it's hard to elaborate on this position without telling everybody what it is. Right, yeah. I, I'll just say this, not, like, a horrible. It's not 4chan or some shit. Yeah. No, it's just a forum that, like, a lot of us and a lot of the people we know are from, and that's how we all knew each other. Yeah. But, uh... 
Yeah, it, it, it was because of that that really I was able to look at myself more. Yeah. It really just kind of figure myself out. Uh, which is still kind of an ongoing thing, but it's going great. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, it seems good. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's really fun, and um, I guess something I could talk about is uh, the gaming community. Gamers. The game community. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of jokes just for me on this app. You know, chase your bliss, Ashley. I, I chased it earlier today. Stop you. That's true. I did encourage you for that one. Yeah. You 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 started this today. I uh, refuse to take any responsibility. That's fair. <laughs> uh. God. <laughs> so, uh, the. I work at a video game company that shall remain nameless. A lot of secrets on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Secret show. Yeah, because nobody knows where you work. Yeah, no one knows. It's not... No one knows. Yeah. No one. Anyway, uh, so obviously there's a lot of gamers there. Yeah. And it's something where it when you are at a place for so long, and it, you know, this happens at schools and basically any place you have to be there for more than, like, five hours a day. <laughs> yeah. You eventually start to, like, form a community there, and it's, you know, maybe not be, like, your favorite people in the world, but it's people that you enjoy being around when you're at work. It's the high school event. Sure. Like, the high school way you make friends, which is, yeah, I sure do see these people every day. Yeah. I sure sit next to this person. Yep. <laughs> uh. But like that—that's another one where there's definitely like I will become friends with someone and then they'll say some sketchy shit. Yeah. And it'll be like, oh, I didn't know that. That's where you were. You mentioned something the other day which just made me very, very mad yeah. about that community. It's and it, it's something that, like, especially even when people are LGBT also, they feel like they can maybe get away with some shit that they shouldn't. Right. Yep. There's, like, there's a lot of, like, lateral bullshit that happens within the LGBTQIA yeah. community. Well, you know, it's like, well, I'm, you know, this, so I can't be transphobic, biphobic, no friendo, racist. No friendo, no, no friendo. how it works, buddy. That's not... Yeah, no, it, it turns out you can be all of those things. Yeah. Let me tell you about intersectionality. Like... Go, <laughs> uh. oh, is that a fetish? Oh, no. no. 
I hate that I can easily imagine that being said sincerely. It it's not a quote, but <laughs> oh oh oh! I definitely have talked to people who do not know what intersectiona- intersectionality was. I can't talk. Oh about. yeah. And then, like, when I try to explain, they're like, hmm, okay. Right. Right. But, like, that said, like, my experience there has been mostly really good. There's, like, tons of trans people there that I can hang out with and have fun with. Uh, And Mm -hmm. speaking of, like, the Haley Kiyoko concert there is really nice and affirming to see a lot of other trans women and some trans men there. Yeah, that's really cool. Because... Yeah, no, it, in places that are very, uh, based around queer women, it can very much, and, again, this is from personal experience, I know from people telling me that, like, the same is true with queer men, like, cis queer men and cis, Mm. uh, queer women, it can become very trans-exclusionary very quick. Yeah. Yep. And, like, if people aren't outspoken and aren't uh it can become like you know proactive about shit it can be very gatekeepy yeah oh you're not like from everything from you're trans so you don't belong here to even more ridiculous bullshit of like oh you've had sex with a guy in the past so you can't be this. Oh. And you can't be here. Oh. Yikes. And we are talking a lot about, like, the negative aspects about community, but, like, there is really something special about, like I said, being in a crowd and just looking around and seeing that everyone there is like you. Yeah. And not, like, they have your one-to-one life experience because no one else will but the fact that you can all like look at each other like all of us have gone through some similar shit and because of that we have at the very least a basic understanding of what's going on with the other person which is what community really is is it's not that we understand each other 100% but we have a baseline that people outside of that community won't. Right. And yeah. Yeah, there there's a lot of cishet people who are super good about certain like certain stuff. But at the end of the day, like when I'm complaining about stuff or when I need to talk about certain stuff, I will always go to someone in the community just cuz I don't have to make that whole first like, well, this is something that <laughs> Right. Yeah. It it's nice when I can come to you two and go, man, my period this month just really just really sucks. And when I go to like even a Sid's friend who gets it, and I'll mention that and they go, wait, you can get those? And I'm like, yeah, no, we've been over this. Like, it, come on. Yeah, a lot of a lot of teaching. Yeah, which you know is necessary, but at the same time, like, not always your responsibility, and it can get real tiring. Oh, absolutely. Do you have anything else, Ashley, you want to go over? Uh, no, not really. 
Julie, you got anything else before we like go on to like uh, listener questions? Not user, listener. That's the word. <laughs> People who use us. Uh, People who use the podcast. Use every part of the podcast. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I was reminded uh, while you two were talking, there were, I saw some really cool things at the conference I mentioned earlier uh, to do with... So, uh, one of them I didn't re- even realize was the thing you, that actually happened and was actually really neat was two states in Australia, uh, although technically they're territories, but uh, Australian Capital Territory and uh, Western Australia, the state here, have put into this, have got this program, separate programs going on, which are essentially, hey, here is a queer-friendly youth camp. Huh. And it's just, like, you know, there is adult supervision still, but... To a minimum, so that you actually get just, you know, people age, I think, it's different for both, but I think, on average, like, 14 to 25 is, like, the age range, and you can just hang out with other queer and trans and gender diverse people, and you're not only just, like, doing, oh, camp stuff, like, hiking and, like, crafts and stuff, uh, but you also get to do, like, art therapy, and also they teach you things like business mentorship. Like, they teach you actual skills. Because yeah. you sometimes might not get that in life, especially if you're a queer person entering the workforce. And yeah. mm-hmm. oh, that's a really cool program. That That's a neat thing that exists. And I it was one of those things where I, when I heard of it, I went, oh, yeah, huh. I never considered that should actually just be a thing that exists. Um, yeah. Similarly, on the other end of the age spectrum, it was really sad hearing about what happens to a lot of um, members of our community who enter aged care when they're seniors, and sad statistic is that there's a lot of uh, queer and trans senior citizens who actually go back in the closet when they enter a nursing home because they don't know if it's safe or not. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. And... There's a in, nice in thing the, now. Oh, go ahead. Yes, yeah, I go. No, you go first. You go first. I, I just saying I, I, in the TV documentary series, a uh, gaycation. They actually go to a mm. retirement home that is exclusively for gay people. Oh, cool! Uh, which seems super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the the nice thing though was that there are programs now being put in place to uh, actually reinforce like inclusion at nursing homes and other aged care facilities uh provide better training but also have outreach programs so there's one at least in my state i'm sure it's being done in others especially victoria further south but they get younger people who are queer and transgender diverse to actually like go and become regular visitors to people in uh nursing homes and such because that way they get to still be part of the community. And that's a really cool idea. Yeah. I I also like the nice factor about it, which is a lot of those people have lived through some horrific trauma in society. And it's nice, I believe, you know, for them to just meet someone 
who hasn't had to go through that. And they actually get to see in retrospect, okay, things are actually getting better, slowly, but actually things are going okay now. Like, there's some stability. Yeah. Like, there's still bigotry and ignorance out there, and still a lot of hateful bullshit in even legislature, but hey, there are more and more trans and gender diverse people out there surviving and actually just living their lives regularly, which that that's cool to see. And it must be very nice for a lot of right, them to Yeah, see. that stuff is that stuff is super important to me personally, because without that, like, I, I probably never would have figured it out, right? So Yeah, uh, like I try to it's it's good to be out there compared to like from their perspective which is their lives when they were our age which is oh regular beatings from police and the general public and having to live in communes because that was the only way you could be yourself yep it's like no like we can actually just go out for the most part that's not the case for a lot of places it's still a very privileged view but it's nice that things are definitely changing, and I think it's I think it's important. Like it's something I'm looking into, maybe volunteering. Just give a bit of my time every week or month to go out and just, like visit someone and just be that person. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was just like the other th- the last thing I really had to say about like communities and such. Okay. Yeah, that's super cool. Um. We should move on to questions then, in that case. All right. You can, uh, of course, send us questions at Transmission Radio Podcasts at Tumblr, TM Radiocast at Twitter, and Transmission Questions on, at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. Did it. Nailed it. I did it. <laughs> uh, what do you want to start with? Just, just fuck me up. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with the Twitter. All right. From at personal corpse, do y'all have any experience with queer communities in smaller towns? Does community meet mostly function in large cities and online spaces? Do you have any advice for dealing with conflict between people within communities? What are your feelings on exile as a form of punishment? Oof. Okay. Oof. Um. Can't say I personally have a lot of um, experience with communities in like small towns. I don't think. Yeah. I guess like my my hometown is like a hundred thousand people, which is small for the area, but not small for the general you know like life at large. So I can't really speak to that. I don't think. Yeah, I you know spent. Most of my time in a pretty big city, and I would spend summers in a actual, actual small town, but, like, I don't feel like I know enough about it to, you know, wasn't out in any big way for that to actually mean something. Sure. Like, by the time I was out, I was already very involved with an online community and already, like, making kind of some plans to head, to head out from the place I currently lived in yeah right yeah uh, similar to you two kind of always lived in a big city for the most part um it does kind of suck that 
a lot of community is based in cities and online spaces rather than seeing it like as tight knit in rural communities. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, or at least not in a queer sense. No, and like you said, Ashley, there there will honestly be a fair amount, surprisingly so, of like cishet allies in those areas. But that's not the same as actually like being amongst other people like you. Yeah. And I mean, that's the nice thing about online spaces that you are able to organize more, and you can maybe actually like meet those people in a more central location, but yeah, it's something I've taken away more and more over the past few weeks and months is that we kind of need more things out there. Yeah, and I I totally get why people can't be that. Yeah. But like, I, I think it's one of those things where it shouldn't fall necessarily on us as a community, it should fall more on actual, like, providers and services that can act, that can organize these things so they can provide the space then. Like, just even have... Most small towns will still start to somewhat have, like, a community center or some public space, even libraries. And, you know, I think it's more that they should learn to actually advertise inclusivity yeah because sometimes we don't know and i think some places kind of assume like oh no we're actually very friendly well say so just hell putting a little rainbow flag in the window is actually a good enough sign sometimes that we know like oh we can actually hang out here and that will bring the community to like those places yeah also, do we have any advice for dealing with conflict between people within communities? That's tough. Yeah. Get your on it off main. Get your alt account, your alt account, account. out, baby. <laughs> you know how we told you to make a way. new account when you were going to be a girl? Make a third account because you need one to talk <laughs> shit. Oh, God. No, no. Yeah, I think it's a really hard thing because, like, you don't. There are some people I honestly think should not be welcome to communities, but also just because I don't think that they should just be welcomed in general. Yeah. People, right. racist, sexual abusers, all of, like. There is a obviously like a gradient of, hey, this person fucked up. They. Like, a relationship went bad, something happened. They, like, went bad in, like, a normal way, not, like, a... Like, a horrible, right. awful way. Not in a horrible, awful way, like, in a kind of very run-of-the-mill way. Like, I think, you know, people should learn more that not all conflict is abuse. Yes. But it's not, not to minimize, minimize abuse, abuse that when it does happen. happen. That's more just, like, like yeah. an, an argument and, and, and a bad breakup, breakup don't, don't, necessi- don't, don't necessarily, necessarily, you know... You know Create an, an abusive, abusive environment. environment. It's, it's just, just that was just a shitty thing that happened, right? I think yeah that. I think people like I've not seen it as much lately, but man, there was a time when I felt like I was seeing a call out post every single week online. Yeah, yeah, it's 
it's a thing where I, I definitely believe that there are, are some call-out posts that are very kind of ridiculous and not in need of that, and people probably mm-hmm. just need to talk to each other. Yeah. But there are also queer abusers who use that to, like, that oversaturation to go like, oh, no, they're just doing the same to me when there's actually some very good reason reasons for it. Yeah. Uh, I can think of some high-profile cases, like, just recently. Uh, yeah. Maybe, like, the uh, Matt Kahn thing. I, I don't have... think I heard about that. Yeah, me neither, actually. Game developer, the guy in charge, like, who... Oh, the GamerX dude. GamerX, uh, speaking of community... Yeah, woof. Yes, uh, who... Also made a read-only memories. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously someone with a lot of pull in this community and who was using uh, their position as being someone from that community to go like, listen, if you don't like work well with me, then like, you know, these games about queer people won't come out. And using that as a kind of way to harm yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like, so that's what I was kind of saying was like, it isn't that like, well, like, like, like I said at the beginning, I think there are some times when people, uh, like should not be like, and obviously there can't be nothing official. Like you're you're cut from the community, but there are definitely some mm. cases where people probably shouldn't be talked to as much, right? Such as like a Matt Con or I, I won't name a lot of names just because I don't feel like that would be a productive use of this time. Yeah. Also, kind of like the opposite of what we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my best advice for that, I guess, is just to keep your fucking head on a swivel. And, like, when that shit comes across, like, maybe try to do a little bit of research, because, hey, there mm. are some people who will just make up shit to demonize trans women. But also, yep. there's some trans women out there who are not fucking great. Yep. yep. Like you said, there's there's mistakes and conflict with other people, and then there's stuff like actual abuse and including sexual abuse with minors, and it's like you can't really write that off. Like that that's not really a thing you can like walk back nearly as much as oh I had a major disagreement with this person, <laughs> you know. None of us, I don't think, want to be the person going like, oh, the queer community is eating itself. Yeah. No, God, no, I hate it when that happens, when people say that shit. Mm -hmm. It's just, we just happen to maybe want to be better than other communities out there about policing our shit. I was going to say, self-policing is not necessarily eating yourself. No. Sorry that I would like for any pedophiles to be kept out of our community, you know. Fucked up, Julie. What's wrong with you? (laughs) 
And like that argument gets made about like in furry communities and stuff and too. Like it is not a yeah. new thing. It's like no people will always abuse that to try to get themselves out of trouble or get their friends out of trouble. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's usually the people who say, Oh, this It's like the people who say, Oh, the this community's eating itself. I hate it. It's like Okay, you're saying that while you're also wearing a Nazi uniform, so, you know, I mean, like... Uh, right. I'm going to head on to the next question. I think sure. we fully destroyed yeah. that horse. Uh, what sort <laughs> of communities have you... Uh, this is from uh, Alex Aris. Uh What sorts of communities have you seen being positive and welcoming influence for non-cis folk? Uh, for instance, I'm part of the furry community. It has become my lifeblood because of all the bonds forward with my fellow trans friends. Uh, thank you all for the show. Like we, we were just kind of into this, and again, you know, there are, of course, shitty people in the furry community, but that doesn't mean that you can't have some really great connections. I, I think, really, the thing is to find connections with people first, maybe? Yeah. Like, yeah. it... Like, yeah. obviously, you're going to, like, be gravitated toward things you like because you like them and you want to talk with other people about them. And, like, mm. I'm not saying, like, you know you have to become best friends with someone on that, you know, in that thread before you, uh, you know, talk in that thread or something. But it's good to, like, I think not, like, Again, it's a lot from like personal experience. So some people have just different levels of comfort. To not go like, I'm joining this forum and now I'm going to try to make everyone my friend. And try to get to know everybody. It's good. Like, hey, if like you're like on Twitter and you find someone funny and you like find yourself like liking hearing them talk or you know, replying to them and you get that relationship going, like, that's great, and that can be a great way to enter a new community, whether that be furry, whether that be, you know, sports, whether that be wrestling, whether that be video games, whether that be magic. Yeah, there's definitely a value to dipping your toes in first. You don't want to... I think that's... There, there's something we said That's for a, diving all the way in, but also yep. just for the comfort of others, it's probably better if you don't. It's also like the benefit of online communities where you have the ability to just like see what this is all about first before having to interact to a whole body degree. Like, yeah, you don't have to fully commit yourself every single time. Um, Trying to think of like specific communities that I've seen that be positive and welcoming to like non cis people. Again, um, this really will you've got to factor into like the people involved and such because, like Ashley said, you kind of want to go on a person first basis rather than only the community and the general interest involved in that community. But that's a pretty like honestly very nice experiences with the Toku community on say Twitter. Yeah, for sure. A lot of a lot of those people are queer and trans, and that's really nice. And a lot of them are, yeah, trans, non-binary, gender diverse, amongst a whole bunch of uh, different kinds. So it's really, really cool to see that. 
Yeah, I'll say as somebody who has like fringe interactions with that community. Yeah, totally. It also helps that you know Toku is very much a light-hearted thing where it's not not taken that seriously because it's a live-action kid show from another country. Yeah, like that. That's really the thing is we can't tell you like, oh, this community is good. Uh, yeah, because it's whatever you're into. Like I, my, you know. Yeah, and. I was going to say, like, my interactions with, uh, like, the wrestling community is, like, there's been a lot of good there, but there's also been some real garbage. (laughs) Just so much garbage. (laughs) I think, as well as that, you're going to find communities within communities. Like, the forum we're all from, we all knew each other from one sub-forum of that place, and there were even smaller groups within that based on, like, specific threads. So... Yeah. I I joined, like... So recently, I joined a fanfiction Discord server on a whim, because I was like, yeah, yeah, I was reading a fic, and the author was like, hey, I set up a Discord server, if people be into that, I'm like, yeah, why not? I joined it. Man, that's a whole bunch of really cool women. Like, I think, yeah, actually every single person there is, like, woman or, like, leaning more towards the femme end of uh, any gender spectrum. Like, everyone's super cool, and I wouldn't have expected that. But it was one of those things you just, that's the nice thing again, like I said. You can just dip your toe in and go, this is actually for me. Look around, see what you can find. And, yeah, you'll sometimes be surprised where you'll find really accepting communities. Yeah, it's, you could probably find, even with, like, the worst bullshit, a a little pocket of people like you. Whether you like those people is a whole different matter, but. (laughs) (laughs) From at Fight the Fabric. When moving to a new city, what's the best way to find trans-positive community groups? Also, have you heard of any story of trans folks being productive in community, communities? You know, for inspiration. It's hard getting people to see the person, not the stereotype. Um, I guess for, like, finding people in a new city, like, look for, like, what, maybe, like, look up what, like, at a recent, like, Pride event, like, what, like, the marches were, and even if you don't want to go to a march, there'll usually be a, like, group attached to that. And that may be a good place to start. Sure, yeah. Yeah, um, here when we've got Mardi Gras, which is our Pride event here in Sydney, um, there is an event before called Fair Day, which is where almost everyone, if not everyone involved in the actual, like, parade actually gets, like, a little stall at High Park, and, you know, you get to just go and visit and see people, and that's a good way of finding out if there's anything like that, uh, especially if you're moving to a city. Um, look up any, like, community centers or public things that are being held, uh, game nights, stuff like that. Uh, meetup websites are really good as well. Yeah. Because usually, like, more and more they they will start to say things, they've started to say things like, hey, we're all inclusive, no matter, you know, what sexuality or gender you are, and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Same goes for, like, sporting clubs. They will usually have some sort of disclaimer or some charter or some about page that will have that description, which helps. Yeah. Uh, as for stories about trans folk being productive in the community, um, you gotta find that... <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> Okay, okay, you just went to a, or volunteer at a event. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> Look, I... <laughs> You're productive, damn it. Oh, that sounds fake. No, it's true. I don't know true. about that. No? Uh, mm. mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think you'll find that in any city, which is kind of cool, honestly. Uh, there'll be someone on Twitter... Or there'll be some, like, local story about people getting involved. Hell, there's, you know, more and more elected officials I'm seeing around the world just, you know, in small towns or big cities actually being elected to office while also being trans or gender diverse. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Surprisingly, you'll see a lot of things, like, at least here in Australia, like that are government-sponsored. Uh... uh Sometimes clinics will do things, like they'll be involved. I think that's a really a case of just once you start looking around online, you should be able to find stuff. Usually I start with, like, again, some local LGBTQA like, friendly community center or clinic, and that will usually, like, lead me to other things. Um, surprisingly, again, also just sometimes check your local, like, Reddit. <laughs> like, some... Some Reddit uh, subgroups are actually, like, really cool. And some of them are, like, trans-specific, so they will talk about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of us out there, and some of us are making changes, so... More and more, each day. Yep. It, it can feel definitely very alone sometimes, but... It may be good to, and I know this is hard, just do some internet searching and find some of the good stories and not just read up on bad shit. Which we all can get stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's it for Twitter. Uh, On Tumblr, I got a uh, message that I thought was kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, I think I told you about it, Molly. I think you did, but I forgot. Okay. Uh, hey there, big, uh, I'm just gonna say that this is from Anonymous. Hey there, big fan of TMR so mm-hmm. far, and I had a question that I don't think relates to the next episode, so I wasn't sure about asking there. This was from a while ago. Uh, but do you have any advice about choosing sure. mentors or assembling a support team? Also, would you know anyone who's available for that? Thanks for your time and best regards. D- don't. Huh. Yeah, that's a tough question and also uh, I mean hopefully you can organically assemble a support team like it's hard but I mean that's that's just kind of like finding friends basically uh listen I I it's not easy to find, you know, people and people that you can freely talk with. But you can't 
like going in expecting people to like just be there for you at all times is like it, it leads to bad relationships. Yeah. To the in the yeah, especially if you're thinking in the capacity of a mentor, like I think. So mentors are a very specific thing. They are in mentors occur in like an organized space where there is some like initial consent that this is what the relationship is going to be between you and a mentor and I guess some forewarning and there is a certain context to all of that. It's not something you can seek out just in general. Right. It, it, that stuff doesn't like exist in a vacuum. I think it's, I, I think it's also important to ask, you know, for anything regarding uh, finding a mentor support uh, team or network. Okay. What for though? Like, because is it, are you looking for a mentor who can help you with day to day life? as in life advice, anything like that, um, counseling, or more in the sense of business, or passion, or hobby, what have you, those are going to be different things. Those are going to be different people. And, yeah. especially when it comes to a support team, yeah, like, traditionally, your support network is going to be friends and family, and those, you know, just people you know in general, it's not really a, like, formal thing unless you're actually at some organized space and location with that intent. Like, there are definitely help groups. Like, that's actually the closest you can get to yeah. a formalized support team. But that's a group you go to, and that is a group that helps everyone not just a group that helps only you it's very much a give and take process yeah yeah i'd say look into yeah just yeah it, look into support groups uh cuz like i said uh it's not going to be a fulfilling relationship for you or the other person if you're just there to seek support from them and not give that back and don't have an actual interest in being that person's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like that may not be what you want to hear it, you know, but it's the truth is, is that other than groups that are especially made for this in like support groups, like it, the people who are also like, very open about being like I'm here to help people new to this which I guess we are to some extent but like one on one it gets sketchy yeah yeah if if there aren't boundaries that's a red flag and that's something to consider as well when you de do seek something like this out that have expectations for boundaries because a mentor-mentee relationship is, first and foremost, incredibly professional. Yeah. 
Like that that will that will differ from person to person without a doubt, but there is some inherent boundary of this person is essentially going to be teaching you things to some degree. Right. It like just through its very nature there is a power imbalance. Exactly. Yeah. It matters like who Yeah, it, it you have to be careful. Be careful, and, and be safe. An important thing as well is, which is a really good tip that I learned from my teaching course, there's a clear difference between being someone's friend and being friendly. Yeah, absolutely. You are friendly. You are friendly to your doctor, to your therapist, to your counselor, to your teachers, uh, to your boss and such. You can't and maybe shouldn't be friends with them. Because, like Ashley said, there is a power imbalance, and friendship is not maybe what that relationship is based on. And that's yeah. fine as long as you go in, you both go into it knowing that. But it's important to make that clear and to have that expectation. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll move on to Gmail, and then we'll wrap it up. Sounds good. Cool. This is from uh, FTF. Yeah, recent listening here, working my way through the archives, having just listened to the episodes with the question from 14-year-old and 15-year-old, the thought might occur that you might like hearing from someone on the other side of that that is about twice y'all's age, I get, uh, if I got your ages right. So, uh, not someone who is older than us, which it, it still blows my mind that there are people who listen to this and people who are much younger and much older than us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, I hey... Why are you listening to us? <laughs> We're twenty something. I don't know dummies. anything. Yeah, we <laughs> we know nothing. You told the fifteen year old not to worry about the exact label uh, that's permanent click because they haven't met the full version of stuff. I feel I should amplify that after discovering relevant trans words and psych textbooks about decades out of date when I found them at my university library. So an unsympathetic treatment of the topic, but it told me I wasn't alone. I wonder which one was me. I wore a few different identities over the next few years, just a cross-dresser, some kind of trans, but I'm not sure how to narrow it down. Trans, but it's complicated. Uh, before settling into intergender, because genderqueer hadn't been coined yet for the next few decades. Uh, I settled into a punk identity, but still had questions, mostly pushed into the background, but not inclined to stay there. Should I be on HRT? Was I really a trans woman now because the idea was scary? Or do I really belong in the middle, where I found a comfortable social niche? Would I be happier with my body if I got GRS? Would I even be able to afford, you know, afford that? Or a gender specialist shrink? Uh, then about a six years ago, my gender surprised me. It shifted. The social world dysphoria increased, the body dysphoria increased, and since that, regardless whether I previously belonged there, which is scary to get, I had overstayed my time in the middle of rose. I started taking hormones and that helped a lot. I started learning more people use my pronoun as she. Uh, it helped that more people ask now that I have breasts so I don't need to figure out how to bring it up myself all the time. I started realizing I was going to want a new name. I told people I'm not sure whether the endpoint is a binary F identity or I'm still queer, but a whole lot closer to the F pole. And I'll figure that out when I'm close enough. I'm still working the nerd 
shave a beard that's older than some of my friends and rediscover what my chin looks like. Uh, and to announce to my large circle search that I've chosen my new name. Uh, these changes are scary ones. I like the idea of surgery. If uh, when I can afford that. Did my true gender change or was it in now that now became untenable? Philosophically, there's a difference. Practical, without a time machine, right? there really isn't much difference. In either case, I have shown to figure out how and when to tell people you knew me as old name or an old gender, but here I am. Uh, the point is, I had a public identity and a tentatively idea of who I was for decades, and then the latter changed and the former was in the process of being changed. I did not know the finished version of me and possibly still don't. It's all kind of uncomfortable, but it's happening. It's a thing that happens. There are trans men who previously identified as butch lesbians. There are genderqueer people who previously identified as lesbians. There are genderqueer oh, gender people who previously identified as trans men and women. And every late transitioner is someone who thought they had settled in a city they thought or at least hoped would fit. Or to find after years that it didn't actually fit or no longer fit. It's a thing that happens. It's not the end of the world. It sucks to have multiple social transitions from male level to what is now called genderqueer, and from that to female, and traditional scary even with practice. It's like y'all told that 15-year-olds, I don't have to pick correctly and forever. Only a couple of my ex-lovers and someone trying to decide whether to date me have wanted to know, what will you be? The question nearly everyone wants to know is, what are you now? Answer that question, with caveats and footnotes and question marks if you have to, but answer in the present tense, and yeah, I'm still figuring that out as a valid answer. So, yeah, that's the... I, I just thought that was a good thing to read. Aww. That's a really yeah. good email. Not really a question in there, but it's good to hear from other people. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank no, you so much yeah. for writing in. Seriously, those lived experiences and stories are really important, especially if older people are telling those to younger people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I looking at looking through that story, I, it felt important to read that whole thing just because one, they had written it all out, and two, yes. uh, it's a really good story. It is. We got another one from uh, uh, Pandora, our fifteen-year-old fan. <laughs> uh, it's really just going from one end to the uh... other. Uh, age-wise, <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say that, but. You know, it's like, I'm still very scared about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Mood. listen, it's just, for, for our audience, like, we primarily interact with people around our age, so it's just weird hearing that a lot of people outside of that age bracket listen to us actively and appreciate what we say, and that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Are there any ways to join a community when you can't come out in real life and your parents go through your phone? So I really want to talk to others, but the most I have is this mm. Gmail, somewhat my Twitter, and Facebook tagging groups with the occasional trans person. I met an Aussie trans dude on a theater page yesterday. He's great. I want to talk to others with experiences being trans non-binary, but most of my experience is sending you guys these questions or talking to either my ex or my girlfriend. Okay, I think that came in here, so let me rephrase this, I guess. How do I join the community to talk to others when I don't have too many options? Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry oh, to hear boy, that through is... your phone. Yeah, That's... that is uncool. 
is the most I'll say about that. Um, yeah, that's really tough. Um, ah, God, I would say maybe just try your best to find in-person things. But also, it's so hard to do that without, like, looking them up or having your history found or whatever. That is very difficult. That's the thing where I'm going to suggest, if you're able to have the Gmail account, hopefully that means you're able to, even a short period of time, just do some quick Googling every now and then, and then just erase that history. Or, if you have it, hey... Google Chrome in incognito mode, pretty handy for that, at least. Just quickly close a window and immediately don't have to worry about anything being saved. Um, Do searching yeah, like from a local said. library, maybe? Or some kind of public yeah. computer? Yeah, and at least, if, at least if you're going to a library, you tell your parents that. That doesn't sound too sus. Right. Just look at books. <laughs> oh, heck, because, you know, it's libraries now. Hey, I'm just... Going there to read comics, even. Like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that also depends, again, where you live, but. Like Molly said, finding in person stuff would really help. Uh. I actually. So I found out, uh, again, through that conference, because I was asking about this specifically how do you. How do some providers and organizers actually maintain anonymity for teens who aren't maybe safe? Um. It does suck because it is primarily online-based, uh, their solution, which is they run stuff that doesn't, any, like, doesn't involve, you know, doesn't require parental consideration and consent. Uh, one of them they did, like, they were doing a zine for, um, as, like, as a community center, and because of that, a lot of teenagers who couldn't come out yet to their family or to their school even were able to just publish stuff under a pseudonym and that's an example of something you can maybe get involved with if that is happening around your area um yeah man the the lack of privacy with a phone really does mess things up i'm really sorry to hear that uh yeah yeah in-person stuff is going to be your best bet, like, because then even just meeting up with those people once, you can then establish contact and establish a ground rule of, hey, don't, I can't give out, like, my phone number or any messaging service on the phone because parents, uh, you can tell them about your Gmail account, so that way you can have more regular contact with them, and from there on be able to organize other things and maybe find other places and other aspects of the community. Yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. I really hope that does Yeah, help. good luck. Even a little bit. That's tough. Uh, that's it for questions. Okay, yeah. Molly, where can people find you? Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y-E-R. You can find me at backgirl.tumblr.com. You can find me on audioentropy.com. Where you can listen to me on Totally Reprise. Um, you can find me at INeedMayo.com where I talk about a band called Coheed and Cambria that has a ridiculous comic line to go along with their music that I think is a good podcast and you should listen to. Uh, not a good comic, but a good podcast. 
Um, <laughs> and you can find me at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck. Jules. All right. Uh, Jules, we can be find right. you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GatsbyLow. I've unlocked my account for the, you know, since the conference and everything. Back doing public stuff. Um, yeah, you can find my a lot of my coverage there if you just look up the hashtag uh, HID2018. Uh, you'll just find a lot of my Twitter threads in that hashtag. Mm-hmm. And a lot of others, so definitely check that out. It's a really cool resource, especially if you're Australia-based. Um, you can also find me on other audio interview shows, such as, let me tell you about Homestuck uh, OC Edition, as well as the G- Digital Moncast. I'm gonna say again, the Moncast was still organizing. There's... <laughs> that's that's a tough show to surprisingly get all three of us together uh, in one space and record. But we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. One day, like maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not this year or next or the year after. But someday we will have another episode. Maybe. I believe in you guys. Um, well, I mean, if it's gonna be like um, two years, then eventually <laughs> we might just have to like put you in the hiatus section or something. Um, well, Hey, hey! Well, let's not get too hasty here. Listen, okay. Real talk. It's kind of weird seeing the monthly subscribers go up for the show. That was pretty funny to see. I'm not gonna lie. For the digital podcast, yeah. um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll also say, if you're in Sydney, and honestly, if you, uh, like volleyball. Come down to Free Zone Volleyball Club. It's the club I'm a part of. I'm going to put that out there because it's honestly a really great place. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm definitely going back. And the first session is free. So if, even if you maybe don't want to do it long term, but you maybe actually want to try out some club activity or sport, this is one I highly recommend. Cool. Uh, you can find me at uh, your librarian with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, and you can find other great podcasts I'm on, such as uh, Cosmic Call. Also, uh, let me tell you about Home which I have two runs of that. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is, I guess, Beta and Alpha. And just a bunch of great shows. Totally Reprise, this one. I guess that's it now. But you can also find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give Ashley your fucking money. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> um, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, well, in that case, uh, we will see y'all in probably a month-ish. Uh, and... Don't forget that you can just be you. You can just be you. You can just be you. Oh, and we have a website, youcanjustbeyou.com. You should share that with your friends. Okay, bye! (laughs) Bye!